So guys, welcome to tonight's multicast podcast. We're now broadcasting live through multiple different platforms, multiple social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, Telegram, you name it. So if you're not watching this live, we certainly appreciate you guys joining us tonight. So I do feel like we got some really good topics for everyone to kind of sink their teeth into. Uh, We're going to be covering uh, some CZ impacts and uh, effects, everything that's going on in that space, crypto diversification, back to the basics, and uh, we're going to wrap it up with Donald Trump NFTs. So I feel like that's (laughs) going to be a a fun, fun topic. So, so guys, uh, CZ, man, this guy is now all over the place. It took advantage. Yeah, well, I guess uh, no news is uh, bad publicity, but I feel like he's getting a whole lot of it these days. Yeah, he's um, – go ahead, Clint, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, he's he's being deemed as the savior. He's being deemed as the one that caused FTX to fall. I mean, it was more than just whatever he did with selling FTX, but, I mean, he's – you know, pick your pick your poison. What do you guys think, hero or or villain? Anti-hero, no. Anti-hero. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. I don't like that at all. I, I, anti-hero sounds like uh, he's out to do good by getting rid of the evil. No, I, I feel like he is. He's the bad guy in this. I feel like at least he's one of the bad guys. Not maybe the bad guy, but he's just another bad actor. Uh, but that's my take on it. I don't know. What else? What, are, what do yeah. you guys think? I, I think, well, Binance is the biggest exchange, yeah. right? And it, I mean, to me, like a, uh, a lot of investors, especially in the DeFi space, they they love using um, Binance or the BSC. Uh, for whatever reason, I think it's just more fluid. It's easier to use. It's easier easier to get in and out uh, with their cryptos. But yeah, it, it's there's so much money in Binance. I know we've seen all these other what Luna and FTX go down, but I feel like it's it's very hard for Binance. To go down because if it does, what what else is standing? I mean, Coinbase and all these other ones. But Binance covers pretty much all over the world, right? So there's not much restriction on on their protocol. So yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the video. Uh, in fact, it was actually in our post this morning uh, where they were interviewing CZ and they were asking him, you know. Where's the transparency? How can you say that you have the liquidity? And you hear him flip-flop on it back and forth, whether or not there's going to be a uh, private audits or whether or not there is going to be a change in the CFO. Uh, he seems to change his tune. And I, I think that that's, it doesn't bode well because it's not a very clear message. And then on top of it, I feel like if Binance goes down, then really what we're going to see is another leg down in the crypto space. Who wins? I feel like it's the financial institutions in the U.S. That's their that's their signal then to get in and get in low. 
Yeah. What, what do you guys think about the uh, the auditor that pulled out of not just finance, but all the big crypto firms in general? Like, was it was a Mazars pulled out, and they're like, well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear too much about that. Uh, Rico, did you hear anything about that? No, I didn't. I, I was just. It's. It's. Saying, you know, we got, got John. That's not. You know, with CZ, and I saw Clint's face when when John said that his mouth just opened up and stuff. So it was interesting. But you know, I, I think it's. I think you're, you guys are right. Like if Binance goes down, <clears throat> excuse me, it it could be pretty bad. But I, I want. I, one of them has to be here, no matter what. We need one because even me, for an example, this is how I joined the space was through Binance, you know. And then, kind of because of the YouTube channel, I got into DeFi. But if it was not for Binance and its how its seamless use, um, I would have not been so versatile with with crypto all the way. Because that's when I started, 2017. Binance just came out. I bought BNB, and I was riding that wave. Um, for years, actually. And, and it was crazy to me when I first saw a PooCoin's website. I always bring that up because it's just like, I was like, it's literally called PooCoin. And, you know, people are this and it's crazy. But with the YouTube channel, I saw that there was a market there. So I went on it. Um, you guys yeah. No, I, I mean, and, and honestly, I feel like it's a good point, Rico. I, you know, you have a, you have, Binance that came into uh, the space and in order to trade, you know, everything on Ethereum, it was expensive, very expensive. It still is when you compare it to Binance. But, you know, I feel like most of those that are on the line now, or at least most of those that know me, know that I'm an ETH maxist. And let's be real, Binance is nothing more than an ETH fork. So, you know, I, I just feel like they ripped off the code from the beginning and uh, now they've made improvements on it, but that's my take on it. And, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that there is not the need to have those low prices trading. I, I, I absolutely do. You need that fluidity. Um, I feel like Polygon is an exa uh, excellent example of that. It's cheap. You can do quick trades uh, up to 50000 per second. Um, so, you know, I just – I. Good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we definitely need to see how this plays out. I feel like if Binance is going down, then uh, the U.S. Uh, U.S. financial institutions win. If they don't go down, then I think we've just seen bottom. Yeah. What do you guys think? Wait, uh, financial institution. I know they're trying to get in there, right? But it with, with the the CDBC or yeah, it, I feel like this it's the old, it's the old school, right? And here comes the new school. I'm, I'm riding with the new school and Binance is part of that. Wasn't Binance trying to buy out? I mean, I think that I, I saw some literature that they were looking at buying banks. I don't know about that for sure, no. but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That was, I think like earlier this month, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Binance yeah. must see some value and call it 2.0, right? <laughs> Otherwise, right. Why, would they be, why would they be interested in? Yeah. Could be a blend, yeah. right? I mean, John, do you 
you've spoken about this before, right? I mean, really call it the next phase is kind of blending 2.0 and 3.0, right? Because old school cash credit cards, they're not going away anytime soon, right? They will eventually, but there's going to be, call it um, a grace period in between. And I think that some people realize that, and maybe that's the reason why he was looking to kind of get in on that game, right? To kind of just sure up his company during during this transition. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That, that's true. I, I would yeah. think that 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 is the best approach to come into the Web three, right? And that that's what like BRB is doing. It's it's combining that. It's easing in. It's weaning that right. the, the trend the transition. So. Right. And, and that's why I brought up uh, the, the ease of use of Binance in 2017 and, and how it helped me out, because it, it's kind of the same thing that we're going to be doing ourselves. You know, you almost have to make it easy for institutional money to kind of step in, because I was somebody that was oblivious to what was going on with the DeFi space and what it could bring. And the only way that that happened was through, you know, a centralized exchange and then moving into DeFi. And we're going to have that kind of same thing with BRB uh, C as well. You know, when we kind of make it look like something that people are used to already and then being able to bring them into the DeFi space. And and it's always with ease of use, you know, making that that bridge um, is you know, um, something that they resemble very easily that they're, they're willing to cross it without being too afraid to go over it and think it's going to fall apart. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Baby steps. And it's important. And when you take, when you take something like crypto, uh, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like there's a lot that can relate out there. It wasn't easy to get into it it was this learning curve and and on top of the learning curve there's this there's absolute danger because if you're not sending it to the right address um or you're not quite sure how to send it or you're sending it to the contract there's the very good chance you could lose your lose your money so ease of use that those those little small incremental steps is definitely uh crucial to adoption Massive yeah. option. Yeah. And I think that's one that's one reason on the channel I've I've gone over like uh you know, like making it feel kind of educational, especially early on in the days when it was like people just barely getting into it because um honestly we all you know, at least I can speak for myself, made some mistakes in the beginning where even when I first tried to step out of DeFi and made a mistake. I jumped right back into centralized exchanges so fast it wasn't even funny. You know, I was like, no, no way. You know, I I I, I got a my Ether scan wallet in the early days and it was confusing to me because nobody taught me how to do it. And I noticed in YouTube 2017, the people that were explaining it were coders. So they were explaining it in a jargon that was I wasn't, you know, familiar with or whatnot like that. And that's where I seen that that natural need for somebody to break it down a layman's turn and and just be able to make it as simple as possible because i went through those trenches myself you know and struggled um early on and and wanted to show people without them having to make these mistakes and i I think that's where all of our experience comes into play in in different assets that we bring to this group for sure yeah yeah i I think i mean i agree 100 percent with you I think that uh, initially that was the same thing. I'm, I'm watching these videos, trying to learn. It, it's very tech 
jargon. Now, frankly, uh, you know, um, we come, uh, you know, myself, I come from that space, but they're using terms that I'm just not even accustomed to hearing. So now I'm taking notes and I'm trying to just figure it all out so that I can break in, you know, and we all, I, I don't know. I mean, you said it, so I can't speak for anyone else while I'm in the same boat, uh, made mistakes along the way. And you're right. We're jumping back into a space where we feel comfortable. I started out in Robin hood, you know, it was very simple. There was nothing to it. It was tr like trading stocks. Right. Though I didn't really have the wallets, and at that time they didn't have that. And it wasn't it wasn't the real experience, right? Um, you know, and yeah. uh, to your point, by Nads. Yeah, but no, <laughs> well, well, go say it. No, I, I was going to say uh, that. That's why one of the topics uh, that I, I I brought up when we when we had a meeting, and you know, something that we about um because i don't want people to go through those things I, I i spent six months looking at a wallet that was just driving me nuts where eventually i just had to turn cheek on it and just say you know what i don't want to look at it no more because it's a waste of my time i just need to step forward and, and carry on and and that was from not having the right education of like self-custody and and ways to diversify your assets where you know if something like that would happen you would be okay for me yeah Right. And uh, for those who don't know, self-custody is just one of those. Uh, it's a way for you to own your tokens yourself. Right. You get it out of the account. You get it off of like even right now you have Coinbase and then you have Coinbase wallets. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you own that wallet. It is yours. Just like you have your wallet in your pocket um, or in your purse or whatever. Uh, you know, you want to take ownership and start to take responsibility of of everything and and with everything that's been going on right now with the centralized exchanges going down you know it it feels like you 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 have to have that and then on top of it you have things like the, the cold wallets right which is what we have like right here and you know you need to that's just the next step it just it's ways to protect yourself and education is crucial yeah, it, it is. It is so. difficult, though. I mean, like for the average person, I would imagine to transmit to a cold wallet because literally, if you forget your encryption or you physically lose it, like that's it. Like there's there's no there's no coming back from it, right? Which is no, why no. I call it call it that 2.0, 3.0 blend that kind of needs to happen. But um, right. I don't I don't. Well, wh what are your guys' thoughts on that, right? Like how how likely is it that some people call it in in the future will only have crypto no more like bank account and everything you have is either within an exchange or in in a cold wallet like as is right 100%. now how likely right as it is right now no not likely but the no. future 100 percent. everyone will have yeah. it everyone will use it they just won't know that they're using it right it won't be as complex yeah right yeah that's I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Um, it won't be as complex. And I, I think if we look at our day to day right now, how much of us are already used to scanning some type of QR code or, you know, tap some phone at, uh, at a gas or tapping your phone store to pay for something. It's like we're even moved away quite a bit from the sense of having our debit card or credit card on us. 
and depending on your Apple Pay or Google Pay. And that's the lily pad effect. And that's them putting it on a simmer. Because if you put it on a simmer, the frog will stay on there and it'll, and it'll cook. If you put it too hot and you tell everybody we're seeing the cryptocurrency overnight, the frog will jump right off the lily pad. You know, it's it's way too hot for that frog. So um, I, I know that they're having people scan barcodes without them even re- realizing that they're already using blockchain technology in a lot of sense. You know, Cash App and stuff like that has the Bitcoin uh network set up through the cash app um already set up so there's a lot of companies uh paypal as well so there's a lot of integrations already with crypto that it wouldn't take much now to get people from tapping their phones to you know their paypal or cash app already having that crypto and just continuing them to tap their phone you know it's basically the tap so yeah, definitely i'd see it in the long term the main form yeah. of payment what what I'm doing now is on on my phone I have like my Apple Pay my Apple Card, I actually have my Crypto dot com credit card on my phone, and so what do you do is if you have some crypto in, in the account you top off, transfer it over to uh, your Crypto dot com credit card. I just go like if I need some, you know gas I just you know put my phone up on the the the, the gas reader and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just convenient, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's gonna be it's gonna be more secure, secure as as time goes on. But like uh, like back what like what Mike was saying, like what if you lose your keys? Yeah, though that's the risk. But it's it's not it's just the same risk if you, I had a wallet uh, and there's cash in it, and if I lose my wallet, I mean I'm never gonna <laughs> get my cash back, right? So it's 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 along the same lines. Uh, like like that so um but yeah this yeah. this is inevitable it, it's it's convenient I'm, I'm starting to get used to it now i mean i wish like eventually the physical wallet is going to be gone like i'm going to have my insurance card my driver's license it's going to be all on the phone you know so yeah and and brb is going to be right with it right so uh, yeah, it's it's inevitable, and I'm I'm looking forward to the to the future for that. Yeah, yeah, tapping it right. I feel like you know it, it, when I have my 75 year old mother who is taking her credit card and she is tapping it. She's like, you know, it's not really a tap. I don't know why they say tap. <laughs> you have to hold it, and and she's able to figure it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> she holds it and it works. Beep. Okay. All right. So, all right. That's the complexity of that. And and that's what it needs to be. Right. And um, when you take a look at next steps and take a look at the next steps, like uh, you said that you were using Clint at the gas station, uh, the next iteration of CarPlay, which is Apple's car interface is that it will, all, the gas stations will have a way to recognize tie into your Apple wallet. And then it automatically takes the funds from the default account that you select on your interface. So before you even get out of your car, you're ready to just gas her up and go. And I feel like it's those little incremental steps, right? I've been using CarPlay for for a while. I have my iPhone. I have my wallets. And now I'm ready for that. It's that lily pad effect, right? Jump small, small, small. And... That's what we need to get these folks. And, and again, that's exactly what our marketplace is about, right? So we need it to be feel comfortable. 
we need that to happen. And that's, that's in part what we're trying to do. Definitely. So, okay. The next topic, I mean, we pretty much jumped onto that topic, but crypto diversification, right? What what are we doing here? What's people's strategy? What's people's play during this bear market that we're in? Right. You should always diversify crypto or, or your, your, uh, legacy investments, right? You can never put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Legacy right. investments. Yeah. I've never actually heard it called legacy investments. Uh, I like that. Uh, okay. Did you just <laughs> coin that? I feel like you I, just I think I did. It. Yeah. Yeah. On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no. 401k Roth IRA legacy. Yeah. Legacy. <laughs> legacy. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, what what are you guys' play? Like, what 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 is the the um, the lesson or not financial you, you advice? Know, yeah. Right. Right. And um, yeah. you know, I brought this up in, in the last meeting and stuff. Yeah, definitely not financial advice from none of us, right, guys? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I brought this up, and and some of them is you know, number one, self custody. Number two, you know, diversifying during. Uh, cross chains, like, you know, looking at different blockchains that were um, possibly that made some good partnerships um, during this bear market. Like, you know, I'm just going to name a few. Like, you got Algrand with FIFA. You got Matic with Disney. So you got some solid concrete um, partnerships that obviously they're thinking way down the road, especially with FIFA, because, you know, they take those teams very seriously. We're like, um, like um, Clint said, like uh, the legacy, basically. And they don't want to, you know, 10 years down the road where now they've sponsored something and it's making this team look bad or whatnot. So, you know, diversifying across blockchains. So getting your funds out of crypto altogether, you know, if you're losing sleep at night, you know, and you're not you're not being able to, you know, stop looking at a chart, you know, maybe you got too much exposure, you know, eliminating your amount of exposure and making sure that you're staying safe in the space. Number four was diversifying across stable coins. So this is uh, another one that we got. And and then last but not least that there's, there's no really no guru in the market, you know, so there's no like one person that has a crystal ball and you really got to assess your own personal situation with how this exposure is affecting your day-to-day life with your bills. Um, are you being able to get your coffee that you like to drink? Like I like my hazelnut coffee. You know, are you being able to do these type of things where, you know, they're not affecting your daily psychology and your day-to-day life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and really all great points, right? And again, not financial advice here, folks, but... Yeah. I do feel like it is different for everyone else. Like you say, there is no guru. Um, You'll probably find yourself following those that have the same type of message or the same thought that you're kind of going through. And you're like, oh, that's it. That makes sense. Good idea. Um, But it it is different for everyone. And uh, diversifying how you choose to is going to vary. And, of course, it's all about your risk levels as well. I feel like being in, in crypto itself, your risk acceptance is already, or tolerance is very high. Um, however, if you were to take a look at any of the uh, crypto uh, mainstays that have made it through the years, you'll see that there is steady gains, uh, you know, year over year. So, 
Yeah, yeah. One thing my but, uh, I like crypto. I, oh, sorry, John. Go ahead. No, go please. My uh, my, uh, my legacy advisor has always been to <laughs> diversify. Right? He was like, you know, don't. Clint said earlier, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't have to diversify much, but have some diversity in your portfolio for sure. Um, I mean, I know that with uh, what happened over with the Japanese market recently, right? That that took a dip. Um, it has some other impact on other Asian markets as well. And that's where I diversified was the Asian markets. Um, I still have the majority of it in, in, in the US, but uh, you know, that's that's kind of what call it the I wouldn't say conservative because I feel like crypto in general is not very conservative because your risk tolerance is high, but call it more on the conservative side of cryptocurrency is to diversify. You should. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, dang, what I was going to say. It, yeah. For me. Okay. So what, what um, Rico said about there's no really no gurus out there. You got to be your own guru, you know, basically what it comes down to it, what mm-hmm. you have to do your own research. Right. Mm-hmm. So like me, I, my journey has been, has been up and down, especially this year. There was so many, what they call seasons, you know, there's, they were called the, the, the minor season, the AI trading bot season. There's all these mm-hmm. phases that kind of just lasted for like one to three months, a lot of high risk. Right. And through all that, you know, I, it's it's been like a learning learning lessons for me, which cre- you know it. I created a checkbox, right? So okay, well this project it it didn't work. Yeah. Why what why did it fail? What worked? And then you know it so it comes down from that. And it, with these projects, you you have to have these reputable developers, right? There was so much rug out there, right? This is just like. NFT rugs, um, DeFi project rugs, and some were scammers, some weren't. It just it just basically failed, right? And whatever their TVL just drained. But you just so th- when you learn, okay, when, when another project comes about, and they said, okay, you had the check marks. I said, well, they does this project check all the boxes? Well, you know, check like you know four out of five. You know, then that's when you can like, okay, well, maybe my risk tolerance, I can just put a little exposure in there and see what happens. Let it ride. That's my lesson. And um, yeah, you can, yeah, you can say it's a degen. It is straight up a degen, right? I mean, people (laughs) can say gambling and things like that. Call it what you will. But yeah, this is, everything's going to get all worked out. Like all these projects this year, that came out that that failed. There was another pro- project that followed up with it that improved on little by little, mm-hmm. and it, it just kept, created a, a chain effect. So each project now mm-hmm. is getting better and better. So in my mind, can you imagine like the next couple of years uh, with these DeFi projects getting better? You know, that's putting guardrails on on these dumps and just adding all these other. Uh, you know, mechanisms, you know, burning mechanism, locking mechanisms. And yeah, so five years down the line, things are going to get stabilized. Things are going to be, you know, I, w- I believe it's going to be more secure. It's going to be less volatile. Uh, 
Yep, that that's that's where we're, we're heading to. That's where what what I see. Nice. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I mean, you, you spoke about doing your own research and and I feel like that uh, you know, that's obviously important doing that project research, trying to identify where the project is going. Uh, who the devs are, right? These are the things that you need to go back to the basics. I can't tell you so many times how we see folks coming into our TG, our Telegram, and are saying, well, it was the roadmap. Well, okay, here, here, here's the link for the roadmap. Uh, okay, well, you know, tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, is it, can I get it on Binance? Mm, okay, well, here's the white paper. You know, it's like, I would hope that if they're coming in, and we're, we're, we're as as the devs, right, as the core team here, we're happy to answer those questions and get the folks in the right direction. The uh, the importance, though, that we're I think we're trying to speak to is make sure that you're doing it yourself, because frankly, you know, you don't know us. Uh, we could be trying to sell you a good sales that uh, it's just not uh, it's not in your benefit. It's only in ours. Or we have a honeypot or something along those lines. Make sure you're doing your own research on this. And I think that's kind of where we were going with all of this. So, Definitely. Like when, when the internet first came out, people were like, oh, this is a scam. This is a, this is snake oil right here. Yeah. You know, and like this is going yeah. nowhere. Like where are we? We're here. You know, we're going yeah, to go three I think now. I'll, yeah, I think John said the best one uh, and the one I Last AMAs a couple weeks ago when he was talking about Bill Gates and on the Letterman show, um, you know, we're around those same times right now. And, and I think, you know, we keep bringing up self-custody because it was something that, honestly, we, we kind of talked about, like, you know, what our seed phrase is and, and not being able to call customer support, basically. You know, that, that's right. I think it's important that as individuals who believe in this space, we, we do our best to lead by example with the self-custody stuff and also to show people that stuff because that's going to help the space grow. So a guy doesn't spend six months looking at a wallet <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, whatever. He's, gonna, he's not going to have the best time and, you know, want to spread that word of mouth, which is some of the best of uh, some of the best marketing is word of mouth. You know, somebody being so happy about something, being so satisfied with whatever, how it's working, what it might be. And he goes and tells his friend and that friend tells the next friend and so forth and so forth. And it's the enthusiasm of somebody using something that they really like that. And I think the more as individuals um, we we you know practice what we preach, we self custody, I think it'll help the space grow overall besides, you know, just our own ecosystem um, within our what we're trying to do in our marketplace, but also on the outside spectrum, I think it's something that we I think we all have a little responsibility to do um, you know, to help the space grow all together. Yeah. You know, and, you know, talking about uh, the BRB marketplace and kind of the direction. Now, uh, what we're offering is the ability to uh, to have the way to export to your own personal wallets. Now, we're going to we're going to automatically provide you one this way. This gets the kind of the normies in um, and you can, of course, put it onto the BRB wallets. And you can add it onto your phone if that is something that would already be associated to your account, similar to Coinbase, but the um, or or Robinhood, but the the option to get it off right needs to be there. And uh, you know, I think that that's in part uh, 
half the battle uh, of getting and making your taking ownership of uh, of of your crypto and and your finances. So, but um, you know, we talked about back to basics, but I feel like what we all we kind of want to talk about. We want to talk about Donald Trump NFTs. Come on now. Love him, hate him. I feel like he is making some waves. Now, I'm I'm looking at Google right now because I, I just want to see what the Google space is saying. And, man, it is varied. You know, <laughs> polar, right? Newsweek is yeah. saying, oh, it's usually- polar opposites, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Newsweek is saying that they're losing value. They're losing value. Well, they started out $99, right? And, um, you know, you, you have them now at, you know, five, five figures. So I suppose that you're going to see this huge upswing and hope that they kind of take off. But let's face it, uh, you know, he was the president of the United States. I love him or hate him, he was the president. And he has a product that uh, people see value in. And, you know, it's just like any part of history. This is part of it. You guys get in? No, I didn't. Um, (laughs) Too late. No, yeah. Um, Yeah, love them or hate them. I commend this thing because in the bear market, he's he's doing this in the bear market. This is is great. It kind of... It gives uh, light into the NFT space right. during during this time. It, I mean, only really the hardcore NFT collectors are are running rampant in in the NFT space right now, right? So, him jumping in it just gives the whole space exposure. It gives all this news, and yeah, it, it's it's so funny how he did it. Like you get to have dinner with him, and um, like. <laughs> His things saying like I hope I'm your favorite president more than Lincoln and Washington. This that's just that's just great uh, marketing in my mind. This just yeah he he's putting. I mean right now it's things are down, but like with with this it just kind of boosted up the the mood a little bit. The the whole sentiment in, in the space, not just the NFT space, but the entire crypto and people are getting in on it. And I'm I'm trying to go look for OpenSea and I, I don't. You know, there's a lot of like fake, fake one uh, collections. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see what the going price is right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm it's, actually it's, not it's seeing great. it on on OpenSea either. Uh, it's just not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's being traded there because I feel like that would be all over the place on OpenSea. Um, you know, I think we probably just need to see where the heck they are. Yeah, getting them and it's there. on Polygon. Man. Polygon's killing it. <laughs> Well, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And Clint, like you mentioned, just the fact that he even is selling an NFT, not him specifically, but an NFT modeled after Donald Trump, it's just going to bring this world to more people, right? You guys call them the normies like me. It's going to bring it more to the 95% because they're going to be like, they're going to Google what's an NFT, right? And that's just going to be, call it like their gateway into this whole entire crypto world so i think i think for everyone in crypto like john said love him or hate him it's pretty it is pretty polar usually when we deal with donald trump but 
man, publicity yeah. is is good. You know, good, good or bad. Yeah, it's, it's just going to benefit this 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 mark. Well, cryptocurrency in general, NFTs. So. Right. Well, like, okay, real quick. But like, how BR, BRB is like our approach is right. Like the to kind of like bring in the adoption from the normies, the the elderly crowd, the, the that demographics. Now, like you hear, imagine that older demographic um, hearing about what is this NFT? What's what's Donald Trump? You know, the same like their supporters that was never into the NFTs or in crypto. Well, I'm gonna support him. You know, he's great. He's, they're gonna have to do their research, yeah, and that's well. gonna be more investors coming into the space, more adoption. It's brilliant. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm fr- feeling pretty damn old right now because I can't even find out where the heck to buy or these things are being <laughs> sold from if they are being traded at the moment. So, um, but uh, yeah, ease of use, well, right? sold. being oh. able to, to. Well, but surely someone is selling them, reselling, right? Yeah. Reselling, sure. Yeah. What was the price? There was forty-five thousand of them. And he sold them all out. So you want to talk about, you know, you know, doing something in the bear market and, and you know, multi collections, they're trying to mint them out with just 10K. Uh, they even lowered the number to 8,888, 5,505, you know, 4,000, these catchy numbers. But he went for the 45th president and put 45,000 NFTs out and sold them out. <laughs> <laughs> sold out about 45,000 of them. And, and, you know, there's going to be a secondary market. And what Clint was saying about bringing new people in, out of those 45,000, not all of those people were, you know, the 5%. There was definitely some normies, if that's what we're going to call it, within those 45,000 that were sold that gives us an opportunity to bring them into our space. Agreed. Yeah. It's it, yeah. it's crazy how people put value in things, and this just kind of goes back to cryptocurrency in general, even call it U.S. dollars. But like, one of my coworkers was telling me about a McDonald's chicken nugget pillow that they bought, right? Some limited edition. They bought it for I don't remember how much, but it was like selling on eBay for like five x, seven x. I'm like, for a pillow that looks like a chicken nugget. And he was like, yes. <laughs> if you show me a picture, I'm like, that legit looks like a chicken nugget. So, I mean, I guess hype hype around it is 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 good. I mean, I, I guess there's collectors for everything, right? So yeah, supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. Supply and demand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know, uh, you were talking about chicken nuggets. I can recall, you know, and people, Burger King, uh, uh, Star Wars glasses. Uh, they came out in the early 80s and they did a repro back, I don't know, very recently. But it's just like there's there's value to everything. And uh, NFTs, of course, are going to be no different than any other type of rare item that's out there. And if it's coming from someone like a political figure uh, such as Trump, who is already, um, you know, already out there and kind of feeling like he is, you know, 
one side or the other. I, I, he is, uh, he's got the right idea. You have other folks like David Gockstein who is doing the same thing. He just started handing out some uh, giveaways for NFTs. So I don't know, guys, what do you think? Is, is this bottom? It, are, the, are the ones that have the vision identifying this and starting to leverage it? What do you think? Yeah, this is the bottom. This is this is the time to build. This is where all these projects are are coming out, building, getting their things right. During the the bull market, there was a lot of projects that just was just riding the wave, and it was like poorly, poor project that wasn't just it wasn't built correctly. So, yeah, this is the time to build, right? You know, like like I said before, this is where all these devs are putting their heads down. They're all recalculating. They're all learning um, from other. Uh, projects mistakes and they're building upon that and just yeah including with the nfts to me i'm uh i'm a gamer at heart i don't play video games anymore but um i i really believe that video games are going to be pushing this uh further you know the, the nfts the, the whole crypto things further further along it's, it's going to be bananas i mean there's so much like ecosystems within some of these games like i used to play um nba 2k where you play the game you earn these vc they call them virtual coins and if you wanted to level up your player you earn that or if you want to just outright purchase with fiat to uh to speed up the process and that's just like for everything like all these mobile games are doing it um I know Apple's trying to put like some some it's trying to regulate that, but um, it, it'll be in time where um, it, it's just going to be just just widespread. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with Apple. Um, I, I see what they're saying, but this is where that could be their downfall. So yeah, sometimes sometimes I feel like I, I'm I'm going to go to Android pretty soon. And uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, so you mentioned how you are. Oh, go ahead. Oh, God, no, 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 you mentioned how you are. You are not a gamer, right? Like I, I do still play games, and even some like call it more mainstream ones. For instance, I know Hasbro, uh, specifically for Magic the Gathering, they were looking at making NFTs for their cards. Um, uh, also, Square Enix was making NFTs as well. So all right, some call it major players are are getting into it. And I, right. I agree, gaming, I mean, if you think about like gaming 20 years ago, right? It was something that, that kids did. Gaming now, I mean, you see like, uh, Call of Duty commercials during primetime TV. You yeah. didn't see that 20 years ago, right? It's, it, it's it's more culturally accepted because, well, the kids are now adults, right? So, right, and, right. And, 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 well, they are, we are, I am still playing games. And yeah. I, I think that uh, it, it makes sense. So, John, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I think this is called at the bottom and I think it's going to get more adoption. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I agree with both the guys for sure. And I think one thing that's, that's cool to point out about this conversation is when we call this out and when we look for adoption, look at how many subjects we have to touch on as far as 
cryptocurrency affecting that type of subject, whether it's the banking industry, the financial industry, whether it's the political stuff with presidential stuff or gaming or the BRB marketplace, how can it not be something that's going to be adopted when it resembles so much of the internet where you can insert it wherever you want, whether it's you know keeping track of people's medical records on the blockchain, um, where, where somebody got in a, an emergency accident um, out of state and they didn't have the records, they would have everything about that person, what they're allergic to, what, what they can't take, what they can take. And, and so when you look at, I guess, I would say the crypto adoption question, it would be absolutely, of course, because there's almost not one facet you can't plug it into gaming, NFTs, where it doesn't say yes, where it doesn't say that it wants to do it. Um, is this the bottom? I, I do believe so. I, if we Something that I like to use, um, we'll say the cliche thing one more time, just in case somebody else joined and, and didn't hear it. It's not financial advice, but if you look at the Bitcoin rainbow chart, um, you know, it, it's technically at a fire sale where Bitcoin is at, you know, and historically, whenever it cruised in, in this blue range of this uh, uh, rainbow chart, the Bitcoin rainbow chart, um, is where we started to see either consolidation and a very slow climb to eventually some some potential breakouts as well. And and we're leading up to that Bitcoin having and um, yeah, so yeah, I definitely do see that this is the bottom and with crypto adoption, we can plug it in anywhere and it says yes, but just check out the Bitcoin rainbow chart and I think it's important because I call Bitcoin the Mona Lisa a crypto because if, if you bring the Mona Lisa downtown to an art gallery, pieces of art that never got looked at are going to get looked at and get all this attention and when Bitcoin goes up and everybody's looking at this Mona Lisa, everything around it's going up, you know, so, so it's important to keep your your two fingers on the pulse of the Lisa of Bitcoin and see what it's doing because she drags everybody else along. So yeah, that's, that's my answer. Yeah. 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 I I think I I feel like we all agree. Uh, This is bottom. I think the only thing that could really drag us down further is if something like Binance crashes, burns for whatever reason, you know, is it going to make crypto go away? The answer is absolutely not. But there are going to be a lot of more hands shaken out of it, I believe. Though I feel like the ones that are in it right now, man, the retail investors, those hands are sheer diamond. Um, I don't know that it will actually shake out too many more uh, moving forward. And, uh, you know, are we at bottom? No, 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 no. Uh, I feel like... We could go a little bit lower. Yeah, 12 and a half. We could. Half. 12 and a half. <laughs> 12 and a half. That, yeah. I mean, and you mentioned the rainbow charts, right? You <clears throat> mentioned the rainbow bands, and there's that potential. But understand, it's it's not going to be by much. It's not going to be by much, guys. And, you know, it's just that, like you say, that consolidation. So we may go sideways or slightly up. But that's that springing point. So, um you know, uh, uh, we are, this is the future. And just another plug about the BRB marketplace. We talked about gaming. We talked about NFTs, you know, as far as images with, with Trump. In part, it's, that's what we are going to be about, right? But we're also going to be about NFTs for music for, and NFTs for movies when they come around because that's the future, it's it's the internet's all over again. 
They just need to mm-hmm. start plugging these sort of things into the mainstream. They need to start plugging it in to the games. They need to you want to get that special sword for whatever. Plug it into the game. But we need to, that integration to happen, and we're very close. So yeah. I think uh, what's, what's uh, a good time to ask, like, he's still gaming. Is like, you know, it's hard to get the gamers any already, you know, and then for us to add cryptocurrency. We're almost making gamers spend money. So, you know, this is where there's that, that where we got to find some kind of middle ground where gamers kind of like Robux, you know, it's kind of interesting because people are already spending money on Robux, you know, that's basically a, a type of token, you know, so it's got to be something where gamers don't feel that they're actually spending more money than they're already doing when there's that transition. Because, you know, I remember when PlayStation started charging to, to make you get on the internet when at first it was only Xbox Live that you had to pay for. And for, for somebody that, that couldn't afford that, you know, it was like a big bummer. So, you know, you got that kind of concept as well with the gaming side where, you know, making sure that people are not spending more money than they already are or whatnot. But yeah. yeah. I wish I would have caught the part. Well, John talked about the rainbow chart. I got booted though. Well, <laughs> no, it just that, I, you know, what I was, all I was saying was, is there potential for us to go a little bit lower? Yes, there is, but not much. And it's the bouncing point up, right? We could potentially go sideways. And as soon as we hit that band, we could shoot up. Now, could Binance crash and burn again? Yeah, that could send us spiraling out. And then that kills that chart. But that chart has been yeah. going on for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking months you know, we're talking years. Right. So, you know, something to consider. Mean, you had mentioned Ro- Roblox yeah. right there. Uh-oh. My son, who is five years old, five, five amazing. years old, he amazing. is buying. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not amazing. He's buying from your father. <laughs> Stop. What's wrong with you? Well, uh, I mean. Well, those are the early adopters, you know, they're, they're already, it already makes sense to them to, to pay digitally. You know, we're not gonna, they're already learning that right now. So it's, it's not going to be that hard. And, um, you know, what's interesting about that rainbow chart going back to it is, uh, when I look back at it, I can see the mistakes that I made, you know, because like, like John said, that, that chart is actually really old. It goes back years and years. And, um, I can see where if I would have paid attention to this chart, especially like after 2017 and, and knowing the, the the chance that I had that with the Bitcoin having coming up, like we're 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 getting primed for that opportunity once again you know, for that Bitcoin having where it's going to be very significant. And historically, um, that showed to have some positive price action. And man, that's that's knowledge that I've been willing to pay for, you know, years ago to have even ready for when we had the bull market in you know 2021 and whatnot like that and with everything going on and kind of realizing how Bitcoin was act imagine watching Bitcoin actively move through that rainbow chart on the upward trend. Um Al, thank you, bro. I appreciate it so much. So I imagine like uh you know getting to watch Bitcoin go up through this uptrend and and, and notice when eventually it's saying, okay, FOMO's intensifying and, and now sell seriously, sell. And as like the maximum bubble territory, you know, it would have been amazing 
to kind of see this a little bit, I kind of caught on to it a bit too late, unfortunately. And it took to the bear walked up to me and, and hit me in the stomach with a nice gouge where I finally accepted that the bear market was in and Bitcoin had broke down under 38,000. I said, okay, we're in trouble now. Something There's no way that you're going underneath 38,000 and something's not going on. It's too much now from 69,000. But now if we look at it, you know, we're marching towards that, you know, Bitcoin having, which is a 2024, this is the end of the year. We got 2023 next. So, you know, it shows us this this bottom. And, you know, I, I the reason I want everybody to look at this is because as traders, what we're looking for are self-fulfilled prophecies. And how this happens is like when somebody knows what a white cough pattern is or a dead cat bounce or the 61.8 golden ratio, like when traders are paying attention to the golden ratio, the Fibonacci sequence, the only reason that works is because everybody in the market has agreed on um, when something reaches a 61.8 Fibonacci sequence that, you know, that could be where uh, uh, a turnaround in the market might happen. If we're coming down and if it bounces off the 61.8 average, you know, it starts to go up. That's where everybody kind of says, okay, look, we got a self-fulfilled prophecy. And, and I want to spread this Bitcoin chart because it shows us that we have, you know, that opportunity to cruise along that blue line and when we start to all together believe that, you know, we're breaking out of it, that's going to push it even further because that's what happens when you're when you're a day trader. When you see these head and shoulder patterns or cup and handle, they're all patterns that people would agreed on. And when we see that breakout, we say, go now, you know, trigger, pull the trigger or whatnot. So, yeah, thank you for pulling it up, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it's important especially for those that that have that right so um kind of makes a little bit more sense right as you approach that lower level you know as they right. say here right it is a it's a fire sale so um get in folks get in the time get is in, now yeah. not financial advice i know no. i know so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's all for the the tokens that i build right now like if you had a token and and that token came out when ETH was 3,500, 4,500. Now ETH is so far down. You're pegged to that ETH that was 4,500 when you launched. It's a lot harder to get back to those all-time highs because ETH is down. But, like, we got BRB who built within ETH being so low that when ETH goes up, our price goes up. Nobody has to buy anything, and ETH goes up, and our price prices go up being pegged to ETH and stuff like that. So, you know, we have the opportunity that when ETH goes back up, our prices are going to go up because we built during the bear market where everybody's praying just to get to their normal price because ETH was so expensive back then when they when they actually started those tokens. Yep. Yeah, get your bag yeah. now. Viewers out there, <laughs> not financial not advice. Nice. Not financial advice. <laughs> not financial advice. Buy many bags, but yeah, again, not financial bags advice. Of now, what, for those know, of you actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Some BRB bags. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I, I feel like I kind of want to spill the beans a little bit. We do, guys, we do have a surprise for those of you who are actually still listening, who are actually still yes. here. We, you should see something over the next, uh, next, 24, 48 hours, um, we're going to do a little bit of a, more of a marketing push and hope yes. for a, a Santa Claus or a Santa rally. Um, Santa rally so yeah. more to come. Again, just a little little spin. 
right? But uh, that's, that's a good yeah, little, go, uh, a good teaser. Uh, what I want to say, and I'm not going to give too much away either, but what I want to say is I remember the last AMA um, when John was talking about that we were waiting for certain things and obviously the bear market didn't play in and things didn't work out and that we were going to take things into our own hands and put some things into action. And the very next week we are here. This is an amazing team. It's uh, an honor and a pleasure to be rubbing elbows with these guys. And we have things that are right away coming and are going into action. So when we said those things last week, you know, I'm a big person on say what you mean and mean what you say. You know, if you don't mean that stuff, don't don't even bother wasting the time, you know, just just get it done and stuff. And, you know, when, when John rung up last week that we were not going to wait around for this artificial center rally or wait for the markets and we were going to do things within our that's what that was about. And we came together and it was a great, great topic to talk about. And now we have some things for those who are still listening or, or might listen to this afterwards. Um, uh, you guys should be. I'm very excited. And I, I know we're going to see something that we haven't seen in a while. Well, I know that for a fact. We've been doing our homework and good. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Nice. Well, guys, we're we're hitting that hour mark. I'm gonna I'll, I'll open it up just a little bit here, and uh, but before we do, Clint, have we figured out how to interact with anyone in any of the spaces? Do we have that ability yet? I see something um, in chat, but I don't know. If I do see right. something on chat, um, but I'm not uh, sure if it's yeah. What does um, it say? What, let's 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 take a look. Let's take a look. No, I already uh, read it. It's a promotion. You read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I already read it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. So those in the TG space, those in the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. They want the promo for a limited time offer no. of two thousand dollars. They'll be able to do a yeah. whatever plug for us somewhere somehow, and they won't necessarily want to prove how any of that is. But that's okay. We're moving yeah. on, guys. Yeah. Anyway, to open it up to the to the rest of you here. Clint, you got anything for us? Anything you want to sound off on before we? Um, not just everyone have a you know safe and uh, wonderful holiday. Spend time with family and friends, and um, we're we're over here in Texas. Uh, me, Mike, and John, and uh, we're we're hunkering down. Uh, freeze is coming. Uh, I know uh, Rico's over there on 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 the west. Uh, he he's all right, but uh, yeah, got a. Got to cover our pipes over here before they bust, because uh, that happened to me already. So, <laughs> I feel like Texas's definition of cold is different than some other people's definition. For for us, it's below freezing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I had some of the guys at work say, "Well, what are we doing tomorrow?" I said, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be cold." I said, "They're like, are we going into work?" I said. Why wouldn't you? They're like, well, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be freezing. I said, I understand. Let me know if you have any concerns. Is there supposed to be ice? No, there's not supposed to be any ice. Okay, well then, come on. And and I agree. I feel like it's a totally. I mean, if those in the north or those who haven't actually even seen snow, uh, know that that's just like an absurd statement. Um, but uh, you know. It is what it is. It's a different climate. It's a different culture. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, you, get, so. you get acclimated. I literally, 
I literally showed like our call it forecast to my uh, my cousin up in Alberta, Canada. And he was like, that's cold. And then he showed me his forecast, which had, and he converted it to Fahrenheit. Negative 11 was their high. Oh, Negative geez. 17 was like, was like their low, right? So yeah, it, I, know, I know it is all relative because to be fair, when it's summer in Houston and it's 100% humidity, 100 degrees outside at night after the sun set, they're like, what? What are you talking about? 100 yeah degrees at night right yeah. so um, anyway wish us luck merry christmas happy new year guys happy holidays uh hope that the texas power grid stays online oh yes yes rico last words for you yes yeah, uh like the brother said uh happy holidays to everybody um, about the weather uh, uh yeah you know i'm from the midwest i grew up there and it's crazy because here in vegas i'm freezing now <laughs> you know i got acclimated and, and 50 something degrees I'm, I'm not having a good time i'm like what's going on but uh yeah I hope you guys make good memories with your family uh whether it's chilly or warm by you but uh appreciate you guys tapping in with us it was really good i'm excited for some of the developments and i hope the communities um just sees that we're continuing gonna push forward and i appreciate your support and your input Absolutely, everyone. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, please make sure you're celebrating with your family and friends. This is the time of year to do it. Thanks again for joining us. Everyone have a great night. Good night. See you. Yes.